So if you guys ever come in and you see that there's a, a table here, you know that uh, I'm not preaching from the table. I can't, be, I can't be like standing still or anything like that. So we actually have some guests that are here in our church uh, service today with us. I'm excited to share their story with you guys. And uh, so I'm gonna ask Jacob and Haley Volts. You might've seen their stuff there on the table uh, as you came in. I'm gonna ask them to come on up and join and I'm gonna dismiss our teens. You guys can go ahead and be dismissed, kids and teens. And let's hear it for the Voltzes as they come forward, you guys. Can we give them a, a welcome? I'm going to move this so you guys can see uh, Jacob and Haley, and, uh, and I will be asking some questions and things like that. This only weighs about 550 pounds. I just wanted you all to know. <clears throat> Not, yeah, yeah, that's exactly exactly. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, how many people are, are uh, up here on the stage? You guys know? Ah, that's right. I thought I would not bury the lead. We have four people up here on the stage. We have myself, we have Jacob, we have Haley, and they are expecting. So this is exciting. Uh, We did not know this until they came. They came over last night and uh, they ate uh, steaks at the house. Uh, uh, The church bought them steaks and I did the grilling. So uh, thank you. Thank you. you she was telling us, not everybody knows this, but the new news is, is that we are uh, going to be having a baby. You guys are about two months along. Yeah. This is your first baby. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. Correct. Uh, as far as we know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have anybody calling us down. Hey, take this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves, because if this is your first ch- child, Y'all have been married for a little longer than the norm, you know, uh, because sometimes people jump right in, have kids right away. That's not the case for y'all. How long have y'all been married? Yeah, so we have been married for five years. Um, we met our soft, we met our freshman year of college and then started dating sophomore year. And so, um, yeah, the Lord's just get blessed us along and we, we lived the life of just us two for a while and just learning what the Lord had to teach and we're still learning what the Lord has to teach. And so this news was um, a little unexpected as we are preparing to go overseas. Um, so we are excited and even more unknowns that go before us, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome. And And now let's talk a little bit about y'all's background. Jacob is from Texas. He's actually a part of our, yeah, let's hear it for the Texas yeah. guy, right? Amen. Right. Uh, and so Jacob is actually from Texas, grew up in our sister church. Scott and Alicia are a part of uh, that church in some small way because we're literally on the stage that uh, Craig Young built before he got transferred up to the Exxon, uh, the Exxon campus up in the Woodlands. They lived over here. It was going to be an hour and 15 minutes just every single day, one way. Uh, and so they moved to the Woodlands. So now they're a part of the Connect Church where Heath Ferguson, Karen, and, um, and Frank Ferguson's son uh, planting that church up there and uh, has uh, done a great job, a beautiful facility. That's Heath. He, uh, that's uh, Heath Ferguson is his home pastor and all of those connections that kind of go along with here. I know some of y'all don't know those names, but some of you very much know those names. And then you are not from 
Texas. Sadly, I am not Texas born, <laughs> but I claim Texas whenever I can. I'll even say like, oh, we're from Texas. And he's like, you are not, you poser. Um, but we do love Texas, yes. Uh, I'm from East Tennessee, from the mountains up there. And so um, a Texas and Tennessee and met through the Lord. <laughs> we went to Bible college, which was fun. And that's where we met. Yeah, so yeah. really grateful to be here. Very good. Uh, people always ask if, uh, you know, did she drag you up to the mountains kicking and screaming? And said, she did drag me up to the mountains, but I didn't go kicking and screaming. I went willingly. Yeah. Uh, so. The mountains are beautiful, but the food in Texas is, we were talking unmatched. about that last night, unmatched, unmatched. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, you guys need to know this. Um, he came last night to the house, and he had on a T-shirt, and it said, what a burger, y'all. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, this guy's Texas through and through. Uh, I knew that would score some points. I literally told him, I was like, I need that shirt. Uh, not that one, but I need one like that. So anyway, well, so what's great is, is that these two uh, young people that are just starting off their life together are actually going to be going to Bulgaria and working as uh, kind of, is it, is it officially interim missionaries is what they call it or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little um, internship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now, just to kind of pull the curtain back, um, for years and years, you've been involved in short-term missions, right? Yeah, yeah. I, um, my, my parents were great in making sure that I was involved. Uh, my mom is very much a say yes, and uh, if you don't have a reason to say no, you shouldn't say no. And uh, <laughs> nice. that was blessed upon me. And so I got the opportunity um, to pretty much from my sophomore year of high school up until the end of college go on just about a mission trip a year. Um, and so I did three in, three in uh, high school and then uh, three in college. And um, that's just, missions has been a big part of uh, my, my summers. It's been a big part of, of me. I've always looked forward to it. So it's been a big part of my life um, for a long time. And a lot of that is due to the support of Texas churches, honestly. Um, When they go, a lot of them fundraise, and they go and share, um, especially in high school and college. And so a lot of his seeds that were planted and grown um, is due to a lot of the love that was poured into your guys, from you guys. So it's really sweet. Yeah. That's not, and and I should just tell you, you know, we we talk about you know doing kingdom work and your money and funds that are given here being something that blesses all the way around the world. Our church gives into a collective group of churches that sends people that are willing to go, like Jacob and Haley. You guys, uh, you had also been on a mission trip to Brazil. Is that yes. right? A short-term mission trip? When I was in college, uh, when I was in high school, my mom said, if you go overseas, you'll die, so you're not allowed. And I was not allowed to do E-Team. Um, and then when I became an adult in college, I told her. I'm just kidding. No. It was a different conversation. Yeah. Very cool. So, again, we say, you know, thank you for your support, but also yeah. just remind yeah. you, you know, we don't always come to you with every single need or every single thing that is worthy of your support. And so we just say, please, you know, just continue to support and we'll keep telling you about the things that are, you know, being shared around the world. So, so you guys, as you see here, uh, through Free Will Baptist International Missions, that's called IM uh, in uh, preacher speak around here. But this is Jacob and Haley Volts, missionaries to Bulgaria. And I'm going to have them tell you a little bit about Bulgaria, if you don't mind. You guys just yeah. kind of share. We're going to start kind of clicking through some slides and some pictures. Let's go to this first slide. This is the Bulgarian flag, and, uh, and I'll just turn it over to you guys, whatever you guys would like to share. Yes, this is the Bulgarian flag. We were given instructions last nationals 
um, by some of the missionary kids that you have to make sure the white is up. If the white's down, you're wrong. Um, and so we've quickly learned uh, to how to make sure our table out there has a little flag on it. We've click, quickly learned to make sure the white is up, um, to make sure it's the right way. Lessons from MKs are always important. That's, that's right. Um, but are, is anyone familiar with Bulgaria? Does anyone know where Bulgaria is by chance? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Maybe he can teach us the language. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's usually, uh, we've, we've heard, we've never been to Bulgaria, um, but we've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, so if you're not familiar with Bulgaria at all, that's okay. We didn't know where it was when we said yes to going to Bulgaria. So um, you're, you're right there with us. As you can see up there, um, it's kind of settled in there in southeastern Europe. Uh, it has this, it's a very beautiful area. I mean, it's like next door neighbors to Greece. Um, so, you know, it can't be too bad of a place there, uh, right on the Black Sea. Um, you got Romania there north. And so um, Bulgaria is, is a very beautiful place, as you'll see in some of, uh, some of these pictures. Um, it reminds me a lot of the mountains in um, eastern Tennessee, the rolling hills. Uh, it's just a very beautiful region. Um, uh, but Bulgaria also, you know, it, it's, it's home to a lot of history. Uh, growing up, I always kind of thought, um, like in world history, everything happened in Europe. Uh, that was the, the, the basis of all of history. Um, you can see there the size of Bulgaria. So it's about the same size as Tennessee there. Um, it's six times smaller than Texas. Uh, that's, those are our, our yeah, fun little facts. Yeah. Um, Everything's bigger in Texas, man. That's right. That's, that's what I get. I, I get everywhere. Usually, uh, once people find out that I'm from Texas, I always come up and so, say, is everything really bigger in Texas? And I say, ah, some things are, some things aren't. Uh, uh, but uh, so Bulgaria, um, right there in Eastern Europe, uh, being part of Europe, it has its own history as well. Um, just to give you a little background of, of Bulgaria, um, Bulgaria started out as a monarchy. We actually have a picture of a castle in, in um, one of these slides as we go. But, um, uh, and so, yeah, so it's, it's, it has this castle. It's a very beautiful, beautiful. thing. People um, go and visit. So it started out as a monarchy like many European countries do. Um, but communism slowly crept into the uh, country and started to take over. Um, it really grew in prominence. Um, and honestly, Bulgarian as a country with communism started to grow as well. Um, but we know that, you know, with communism, it's only surface-level growth. Um, uh, the USSR got a real interest in Bulgaria, and they started pouring resources into Bulgaria as well. Um, they, their hopes were to kind of take Bulgaria into the USSR eventually, um, but Bulgarian, Bulgaria never uh, got um, inducted into the USSR, uh, and they're very proud to be Bulgarian. They have a very rich history. Um, but a, a lot of that history is marred by... Um, different things. Uh, Bulgaria, after the fall of communism, has become one of the poorest countries in Europe. Um, it, it's, it, there's a lot of slums. Um, they have these things called gypsy villages. Um, uh, they have uh, these things called gypsy villages. This is a slum here um, where it's just a small, really compact place. A lot of the people are very familiar with each other. A lot of times there's multiple families, um, and, and they're, they're very weary of outside people. Um, they don't like to, to, you know, have people into their lives just because of, of the history that they've, um, 
that, that they've gone through. And so um, with, with um, the, the fall of communism, um, there's kind of three things that, that, that did to um, Bulgaria. Because we know that Europe was once a, um, a Christian continent. Uh, you know, Bulgaria, uh, much like much of Europe, there was a big Christian movement within it. Um, and they have a central church in Bulgaria. And if you, like, Google um, Bulgaria and go on a site like Wikipedia, um, it'll say, like, Bulgaria is, like, 60% Christian. And you think, wow, it's, you know, it's a pretty good number. Um, uh, so, you know, why are we sending missionaries there? But we know, we know that, um, in actuality, um, Bulgaria is around 2% evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Around 2% that we know has a foundational faith. They practice and believe and have a relationship with our Lord and Savior. And so um, a big part of, of Bulgaria um, is kind of going through that post-Christian, um, post, post-Christian worldview. Um, uh, there's really three main, main barriers to the gospel in Bulgaria. One is um, the, the communism mindset of, you know, we just got free of this, this regime that was, you know, telling us, what to do, how to live. You know, you've got to be this cookie-cutter person. Otherwise, you're going to be an outcast. Um, and honestly, a lot of them kind of view the church in the same way that, you know, it's, it's going to be a place that's going to tell me what to do, what to think. I've got to be this cookie-cutter person. Otherwise, they're just going to judge me and cast me out, um, which I feel like is not all that different from a lot of unchurched people in the U.S. Is they view the church that way of, like, if I'm not this exact thing they want me to be, then they're just going to ostracize me. Um, and so that's, that's a big, big thing that uh, we have to deal with is really reteaching what Christianity, what walking in Christ really is and, and how as a, as a church we're not there to um, break people down, but we're there to build people up and lift them up and bear one another's burdens. Um, another barrier in, again, the post-Christian um, world that Bulgaria is, is there's a lot of atheism there as well. Um, and so... You know, there's those barriers. Again, it's not all that different than, um, you know, kind of where, where we're at today is, uh, you know, a very much a growing subsection of their population that is atheist. Yeah. Uh, and then um, the other thing uh, of Bulgaria, like I said, they have that central church. So a lot of people in Bulgaria, um, they look, you know, because they're Bulgarian, they have a central church. They're already Christian. They don't need a church. You know, they, they, they're Bulgarian, so they're Christian. So, uh, they don't really see that as something that they have to, you know, be a part of because, you know, already, I'm already a Christian. So um, a, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, ministry-wise, a lot of what we, we do or what the missionaries do currently is really re-education um, and kind of breaking down those, those pre-understandings of what they think Christianity is and what they think walking in faith is. And um, that's, that's kind of where, where we find ourselves is we have to tear that down and kind of start over from ground zero and really rebuild something. Mm. Yeah, and um, the Russian influence is still there. Uh, actually, you guys may or may not remember, but I actually went to Bulgaria and uh, went to the place where you guys uh, uh, are going to be serving. Um, I met a few of the different folks that were there as missionaries tried to go and encourage. Our church actually bought an air conditioning unit uh, and uh, a number of different things and um, paid for a few other uh, items for the, the team there uh, in, in the town called Svistov. So let me just real quickly, I'll go ahead and 
send it here to uh, just the group of the missionaries, um, and you can get an idea. This is the mission team here, and I'll let you guys kind of share a little bit about that. Obviously, y'all are the interns down here on the bottom right. They say the best for last. You know, that's all I'm saying. And uh, then up here, uh, you have the other folks that are there. Tell us a little bit about the team and uh, how you guys will kind of fit into the team. Yes, so um, there are six families that are there established, and we are the seventh as the interns. And so the Autries are the team leaders. Um, A really cool thing about the Bulgarian team is that we have Bulgarian natives there. So Lydia is Bulgarian, and the other families that are Bulgarian is the Trifonovs, and then their daughter in the Driscoll family. Um, And so it's really sweet that they have um, missionaries from their own home country. Uh, but the Autries and the Polstowaites, the Provos, the Caches, and the Trifonoffs, they're actually in different cities. So we saw the size comparison to Tennessee and to Texas, um, but there are about less than 7 million people in Bulgaria. And so if you think about the shepherding churches, because where each family is, um, excluding us, that will be a church. That means they would have to shepherd a million people per family. Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Um, I love talking more than anyone. But with those (laughs) barriers that we talked about of really sometimes reworking um, the truth that the gospel has, because that is they um, a lot of false teaching has happened in Bulgaria, Mm -hmm. as he explained, um, and as we've heard stories. And so with these false teachings, Mm -hmm. it takes a while of relationship building to be able to share the gospel truth, the one truth that we know. And so um, that is what they do. Some of the ministry opportunities where we're also going to be plugging into um, is very similar to what we do stateside. I think it's beautiful how the Lord prepares us for the future. And so um, the things that we've been involved in stateside ministry are very common in Bulgaria. Is your church familiar with Operation Christmas Child? Um, or the boxes? No, but no? we do something okay. similar uh, with a different uh, group. But, okay, I love it. I yeah. love it still. So there's a group that is called Operation Christmas Child, and it was really sweet during Christmas time to travel and see the boxes um, um, physically lined up on the walls. And uh, Bulgaria is a receiving country, and so they um, receive these boxes. And I remember as a young girl, my grandmother would go, and we'd buy all the cute little things and fill up these boxes, and I knew that they would go to some little girl or boy, and uh, it was sweet. Well, that is to be something that we'll be part of in Bulgaria, is able to go into those gypsy villages or those schools. And um, it was really sweet. The way Polstowaites are in a city called Plevin. And um, they had been praying for six years for certain doors to open, for relationships to be built. And this past December, they sent a group of four or five people, and um, the Lord answered when all of those people were there. And he, they were able to go into these schools and go into these villages, and um, the people welcomed them back afterwards. Hey, can you come do a, a Bible study? Hey, could you come and speak? And so um, it's really sweet that through a physical gift, they were, one, able to hear the best gift we've ever given, which is the gift of our Savior, the way to redemption for us. Mm-hmm. And two, they were able to continue relationships so that they can um, continue to pour into the community and serve them. Um, so that's just one example of will do. Um, we also will be in Sunday schools. Um, Jacob is very talented musically. I, I wish I could. I wish I could sing like your worship team. Um, <laughs> I, would, I wish I had soul in it. Um, but Jacob is also talented, and so I know that there is a need for a drummer. Um, there is needs for conversation, for English. Um, thankfully, we know English, but we don't know Bulgarian. Maybe that kid can teach us, um, for sure. Uh, it, yes, it's more uh, kind of similar to Russian. It's very Slavic. Um, 
<laughs> a very thick <laughs> accent, <laughs> yes. Ah. It's still thick. Yeah. Well, we can learn from him because we only know two words. We only know aunt and uncle, which isn't going to get us far. <laughs> but that's what you learn from missionary kids for sure. And so Layla Haley is Aunt Haley, and Chicho Jacob is Uncle Jacob. Um, but they do conversation groups, and so um, they want to learn English. A lot of since they are a, um, because of their poverty level, um, a lot of them don't have the extra income to. Mm go to school to learn that or to learn English. And so um, opening up doors in a neutral location kind of also welcomes them into a church without them, um, without them being more nervous or scared. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, I grew up in church. Jacob grew up in church. I was from the fourth grade up. And I remember my first time entering a church building. And I was like, what are they talking about? What are they saying? What are they reading from? Like, this is, this is different. And so being able to have a neutral ground of just conversation, what did you do today? What's your name? How are you? It also builds those relationships. So if there is a need, then we can help them. Um, so with the recent war that was happening, um, that's happening in Ukraine, a lot of Ukrainian refu- refugees actually came down to Bulgaria. So they weren't teaching them English, they were teaching them Bulgarian, because that was an immediate need that they sought. And so I love that the church, wherever the churches are, if the church of the Lord, like the house of our, our Savior, like... We are to meet the needs of those communities, and so it's really sweet. So those are just a few um, items that highlight what we'll be doing in Bulgaria. Yeah, and, and so real quickly, the folks that I've actually met, uh, the Autrys, and spent time with them, we'll talk about them deeper in just a moment. Yeah. I lived with the provosts over here on the uh, far right uh, for a week and a half, God bless them. And then down here, the Trifonoffs, I had a chance to meet Trip. Uh, Triff Trifonoff is what they call him, and, uh, and he lives in a very different side of the, the country. So real quickly, let me give you a little bit of an idea up here. Let's show you where the Autrys live, and this is where you guys are going to be living. Uh, that's the, the town of Svistov, uh the city of Svistov, which is right up against Romania up on the north. That's where the Autrys live. That's where the Provos lived when I went and visited them, and you guys will be working with the Autrys, right? Yeah. And so, what will you guys be doing as as interns? You know, um, and I know that you don't necessarily feel called to be a preacher or a pastor per se, but more in just the encouragement and helping and you know providing support and all yeah. of the other things. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Because I love this about you guys going. Yeah. I, I mean, we talked about it a few times. Yeah, yeah. I love this because I think. One of the things that we do a disservice with is sometimes we literally just kind of make it seem like if you're not a, a missionary or you're not a pastor or, you know, or not a musician, then you have to do something else because these are the only three outlets for you to really serve God's kingdom. And it's like, that's not accurate. That's not right. So I wanted you to share a little bit about yeah. that because I love this. Um, yeah. So we, uh, like you said, I, 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 growing up, I kind of had that view, you know, um, only the you know pastors or the missionaries uh, really had a, a, a role to spreading the gospel. You know, I can I can be a, a good churchgoer, go every day, and um, you know give as much as I can and try and help them do that. Um, but you know that was really their task to do, and you know my task was just kind of showing up. And so, um, but but I've I've learned uh, you know I'm I'm. Public speaking is, is not my forte. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Um, just honestly, I'm an introvert by nature. Uh, um, just even being out in public uh, for, for a long period of time, a lot of the times um, 
once we go to churches and meet a bunch of people, um, we love meeting everyone, um, being able to meet brothers and sisters from all over the place. Um, but, I, you know, I'm drained afterwards. And the first hour of driving home, it's always uh, silence because I just need to, I need to recharge. Um, and so I, you know, I, I didn't feel like there was really a place um, you know, I had been, been involved in missions. Uh, I loved going to mission, uh, doing mission trips. Um, my heart's really, I, I love to get excited about what someone else is doing. Um, when they have a vision and they have something, I love to, both of us love to jump on that and be like, all right, how can we help you? We want you to accomplish this too. Let's get involved. Um, and I always kind of felt like, well, maybe, maybe just doing short-term mission trips all the time, that, that might be my thing, because then I can kind of you know, I can be that background player um, and kind of just help when help is needed. Um, but slowly, um, just over some, some growth, uh, I kind of realized, you know, as, as Christians, we're not called to sit idly by um, and let, you know, the, the pastors or the missionaries do um, God's kingdom work. Uh, if, if, we're, if we're a follower of Christ, we're called to that too, um, I always kind of think, you know, being involved in so many mission trips, the Great Commission always comes up, um, and you got to, I, I was, you know, that was a that was a missionary thing. That was their calling. Um, but you know, I, I think back to, um, you know, originally that was the Lord telling His disciples who were they weren't they weren't you know preachers by by trade. They weren't you know the religious people by in, in that day. They were just. Mm-hmm. A couple of fishermen, you know, a tax collector who people hated. Um, They're just everyday people who are willing to take small steps and, you know, be, you know, what I'm, I'm, I'm willing to to step out in faith and see where that goes. And so um, that was really a, a part of growth for me is realizing, even though um, I don't, I don't think the Lord has gifted me and called me to be behind a pulpit um, and, and shepherd, uh, you know, a, a congregation. Um, the Lord has called me and put me. Um, in a place where I have a circle of influence of people that maybe a pastor doesn't, or, or you know, no matter where I find myself, I'm called to um, quote unquote proclaim, you know, preach the gospel to those around me, proclaim um, the word of the Lord. And so that was a real moment for for me of realizing, you know, we we can be a part of of missions because uh, um, going on those mission trips I always always. That was the burden that I felt. I never felt a burden specifically for a group of people or, man, this place really just needs the Lord. I always felt that burden of, man, these missionaries are kind of by themselves and they don't, um, they don't have someone to kind of bear the, their burdens as they go through this difficult work. Because uh, a, a lot of time it's a single family that are kind of on their own and we're thankful for the Bulgarian team because they do try and um, get together and, bear one another's burdens, even though they're separate. But I really thought, you know, if, if they could just have, have someone um, to, to help them in those things, because uh, there's so many different things that go on. Like, as you see today, this wasn't all just done by you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely it, it takes people to, to spread the gospel in a community. Um, yes. And that's something that in Bulgaria they've had a really hard time with is uh, they've, they've been able to see their churches grow, um, which is great. The Lord is doing great work in Bulgaria. Um, but one of the hardest things that they found is that they haven't found people who are willing to commit and be um, discipled and, and really grow in the word. Um, the, the Driscolls, the people that we're hoping to partner with um, long-term, uh, they had a friend who, who, you know, they met in Bulgaria, they started to develop a relationship 
Um, you know, he, he proclaimed the Lord and um, they, he started, you know, faithfully going and then they came back because it was the end of their two, year, two years and they, you know, a few months after they had come back, they got a message from him like, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna take a break from Christianity. It's really not like, I don't, I don't know that this is my thing. Um, mm -hmm. Even though they, they felt like they had all this progress and that's something they found. Um, it's been many times where they've, they've had people uh, that they've built up, that they thought, you know, finally we have a Bulgarian preacher who's going to take over this ministry and we can go somewhere else. And that sort of just falls through in different situations. And so um, that, was, that was the part that I felt like I could be a part of, you know. I might, might not be the person who's there to, to preach every Sunday, but um, as, as someone who, th who thinks that constant growth is the key to Christianity, um, the, the key to our relationship is that, uh, you know, I've... I've um, been fortunate enough to grow up in a very biblical home. I've been fortunate enough to go to Bible college and dig into the Word and um, have a love for the Word. And, uh, you know, I can take a couple guys and really just sit down and be like, hey, let's, let's just go through this together. Um, it's not, nothing, you know, formal. It's just let's walk through the Word together and f figure out what this is really saying. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where we find ourselves. Um, uh, funnily enough, we... You know, you have to take like a personality test in, um, when, when you apply to be, in, to be a missionary through IM. And uh, we sat down to kind of go through it with, with Uncle Neil, who, who does all that stuff. Uh, and it was very obvious who was who. You know, I was the extreme introvert. Haley was the extreme extrovert. Um, it was very obvious. And then there was a category of, uh, of self-discipline, and we both scored incredibly low. Um, <laughs> And Uncle Neil's like, yeah, y'all don't need to go by yourselves. And like, yeah, we don't need to go by ourselves. We're, we get excited, not for like our own hobbies. Our own hobbies get thrown out of the wayside a lot of the time. But we love to get behind people and be like, you want this to happen? Tell me how to, how, what to do and I will make this happen for that's you. Awesome. And so that's where we really found ourselves is uh, just we want to be people to, to back the missionaries who have that vision. We want to be the people there that, you know, they're, they're doing so many different things, and if we can take just a couple of things off, mm. off their plate, um, that's our, what our hope is, is because ultimately, uh, you know, the Lord crafts each and every single one of us with different gifts, different talents. Yes. Um, I think, you know, that's what, uh, what when, when it talks about the body of Christ, that's, that's what it's talking about, is that, you know, the foot doesn't do the same thing as the hand just because I am not I'm necessarily uh, called to, to be in front of a pulpit. I'm still called to be a part of, God's kingdom and do mm. the kingdom work and spread his glory. Um, and so we really felt like, you know, that, that, that was our calling as missionaries is just to be a part of, of um, be a part of God's, God's work and just see where, where we can fit in, where do our gifts and talents fit in and just sort of uh, let someone else, you know, let the Lord lead and us kind of follow behind and say, Lord, just use us um, and, and be open to that. And so that's kind of where we fall in is uh, it's, we're a little bit untraditional um, as missionaries, is we're not specifically going to plant a church ourselves, um, but we're there to help the work that's already going on. So I actually want to just take a moment and show you guys something, uh, and, and I'm going to just kind of guide you if you don't mind, Alicia. Let's jump over to slides 23 through 27 real quick, and I'm just going to show this to you guys. So you guys saw this. This is where Bulgaria is. You can kind of see there. Um, so notice how close Greece is. Notice North Macedonia and stuff like that. Now let's go to this next slide of Acts chapter 20. 
When the uproar in Ephesus had ended, Paul sent for his disciples and after encouraging them, said goodbye and set out for Macedonia. Traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people and finally arriving in Greece. So literally, we're talking about right around Bulgaria is where Paul was doing this traveling and working as this missionary that was planting churches. Now, if you'll go to this next slide, you can kind of once again see, uh, again, Bulgaria right there, Greece, North Macedonia, all of these you know, homelands. But let's go to this next slide, and I want you to notice something. Paul was accompanied by Sophiter, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus and Segundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy also, Antichicus and Trophimus from the province of Asia. But these men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. But we sailed from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread. Five days later, joined the others at Troas where we stayed seven days. This is nine people, including Paul, in this group of people that are working for the church. Go to this next slide if you would. I literally numbered everyone, starting with Paul and all the way down to Luke, who was probably the writer, who said, we did these things. There were nine people, and there's probably one preacher in the whole group. Everybody else was just working in the church to build the church and the problem for most churches is, is that we, we, we sometimes see that folks know that they've been called to do something, but they won't just simply say, you know what, because I'm not a preacher, not a part of the worship team or whatever, they won't say, you know what, then I need to find something else, another place to support, another way to teach, another way to, you know, bless other people. And again, we see exactly what you're talking about you guys doing with Paul, who is kind of the blueprint of a missionary in the first place. He has nine people in his team that are traveling from city to city and, city and country to country as they go through, and they're doing it together, not Paul or Paul and one other guy. It's a group. It's a team. And so I'm excited for you guys because it's biblical, and you don't have to be a pastor to be a part of a mission work and to be a huge blessing. So I'm excited now. I just wanted to share that with you guys, and we can talk more about this in the next couple of weeks, but I wanted to share it because this fits really a biblical, biblical model. Um, okay, so I know that uh, there are people that would like to follow you guys and stay alongside of you guys, support you, prayer, financial, keep up with you guys, friends on Facebook, things like that, and I believe we've got the uh, information here, but I'm going to turn it to Haley because I've been told that she is the gal who will help you uh, with this kind of stuff. So let me just share that with you real and all, quickly. And all the awkwardness. Um, it's great. <laughs> so on um, a bunch of the seats, we did um, pass out prayer cards. And so I did already tell last night, I always make the same joke, but we want to make the fridge. Um, <laughs> and as an only child, all my work made the fridge. So I'm pretty used to that. I'm just kidding. Um, but I make that joke. It's really just wherever you go to often, whatever you see. Um, if it's you have a prayer room or a mirror as you get ready or in your car, um, wherever you go at the feet of Jesus, um, it would be such an honor if you placed our prayer card there um, so you could remember us. Um, and then that would be so, so sweet. And we have a few prayer requests that we do want to specifically ask for. Um, one is safety of travel as we are going. So we're in Texas for one more week. Uh, 
it's kind of gone by super quickly. And then we are going up to Nationals, which is in North Carolina. And then we'll be in um, East Tennessee. And then we'll be in Texas. And then we'll be in Missouri. And then we're going back to North Carolina for a five-week training. And then after that, it's kind of up in the air. We, we, we've only planned until September, um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but we're going to be just traveling a lot. And so we do ask um, if you could just pray for a hedge of protection around us um, while we travel. Another one is um, for all those sweet missionary friends that we talked about. So we are stateside, the Trifonoffs are stateside, the Driscolls are stateside, and the Cashes are stateside. So that's four out of seven that are stateside fundraising. Um, but the churches that are still in Bulgaria, they're still moving. Um, and so the ministries are still going on, um, or they've had to, to kind of lessen. And so we just ask that you pray for the people in Bulgaria um, for sustainability, for encouragement, and for strength from the Lord um, to continue the work um, as they are. They're, we talked to the Autries a couple weeks ago, and they're meeting, um, him and Lydia are meeting one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people, and they have discipleship groups. And so um, we just pray for those relationships to be uh, shared. And then um, our third request is just for partners. Um, so we are very humble to say that we are 90% fundraised, um, which is truly from the Lord because um, we had kind of started this. We had, we, you'll hear that a lot. We had thought that we will go next January, honestly, in 2024. And the Lord was like, no, you got to go. You got to get out sooner, I guess. There is work to be done. And so I am sending you out. And so it is really just humbling um, the amount of people that he's placed um, us on their hearts um, that have just faithfully and so sweetly given to us. Um, and it's not just to the volts, it's not to our pockets, it's truly to the people in Bulgaria. Um, and so fundraising has been such a sweet honor to be able to share what the Lord's doing there, as if you were like us, we didn't know that there were even missionaries there until we met um, our friends in college. And so it's been just so, so sweet. Um, but we are 90%, so we just need that last 10% um, to give us the green light. Um, and then we're also working on our visa process, uh, which can be, one, it's really confusing, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, we are young. I don't understand legal documents. I don't understand any of this. And so as we've gone through it, it's kind of confusing. And we just want to make sure we do it correctly so that we have the correct documentation. Um, that will not be held up because a lot of missionaries, if you talk to, they um, have issues through visa processing um, or passports or any of that. So visa is a big one um, for us as well. So those are just four sweet requests. Um, if you could just remember us, travel, prayers, Bulgaria, and visa. Um, and and the baby. baby. That's right. This is yeah. so new, and I, it's very, very new. Um, it's very, very, very new. Um, <laughs> forget sometimes. No, I've been very good. thankful, but um, I'm very thankful to not have many, many strong symptoms. And so um, other than tired, maybe that's just me though. And I can say it's the baby. I don't know. I don't know. It's funny because we, we joked when we first started um, to like, we need to borrow a kid because everyone would joke like, you really need a kid because people will give when there's a kid up there. Know, uh, and, and we always joke like, who can we borrow a kid from? And the Lord's like, here you go. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Just bless you with your own. So that was really sweet. Um, the scary, a kind of unique part, is that we will um, have our baby in Bulgaria, um, which would be kind of crazy. Uh, so our leaders were a little nervous about that. They were like, oh, you're still coming, right? I was like, yeah, they have babies in Bulgaria. Let's do it. Um, so that process will be very different, transitioning of doctors, and we don't know the language and especially medical terminology. And so um, having 
thankfully one of those missionary mamas will definitely be with me. I don't know. I'm going to grab one of them and they'll be with me. So it'll be uh, different. It'll be a lot of new for sure. Um, so yeah, baby vaults. Hmm, that's crazy to say. Crazy. It's just so crazy. The other card that we passed out is called a commitment card. Now, you're not committing necessarily to anything other than friendship. Um, so if you fill out the very top portion, we would absolutely love to put you into our, um, our system, which we try to send out a, a monthly newsletter. And we don't want this to be the last time we hear. So usually I like to follow every church on Facebook or um, whatever. I try to stay connected as well um, because we love hearing what's going on as well at the churches that we have met. This is the first time we've met all of you, um, but we don't want it to be the last time. And so um, if you'll sign up for that newsletter, then we'll put you in our system. We also have a Facebook group, which we post a lot more on, honestly. Um, it's called Volts Are Bulgaria Bound and an Instagram as well. Um, and that's just a more like consistent ways. Um, we've posted what we've been doing in Texas um, just to stay involved, just to say like, hey, you have committed, the Lord has placed us on your heart um, to be a part of our lives. We want to be honest and open of what the Lord is doing. Um, and so it's kind of fun. It's kind of different. Um, you know everything about us, what's going on. <laughs> but the baby has not been announced on Facebook yet. So that one, this is just like a like an insider scoop, you know, friend a friend. Um, we actually weren't even telling anyone, but honestly, I just couldn't keep it. And it would be so fun to be like, you want to know a secret? Um, and Jacob's like, oh, are we telling people? I'm like, no, not publicly, not publicly. And you know, we do. No, and now we're great. telling everybody. Probably. And now we're telling the whole world because you know, it's live stream. It's great. Um, but it's sweet. I like telling people face to face and it's just encouraging. Um, you guys are sweet. You guys are the best. So back to the awkward because I'm going to talk about money just for a little bit of a really small smidgen. Um, we always pray before every service that um, the Holy Spirit will go before us. I joked with uh, Shelly and Randy last night that we are bad fundraisers and I feel like I try to talk people out of um, giving us money uh, because a lot of people come like, I already give to these missionaries. What should I do? And I'm like, if you are praying and you are supporting those missionaries or you're, you're in this ministry, like, I want you to continue that. Like, don't pull money from them to give to us because um, the Lord will provide for all of it. And so, but if we have been placed on your heart, or if you want to pray on this 100%, go back, talk, um, have a budget meeting, um, whatever you do in your household, and just really pray about it. Um, when we need prayer partners as well. And if that is all you can commit, that is more than enough. Um, but if you do uh, feel led to give financially, then we would love to talk about that more. And um, there is a way on our website that you can do that. And um, there's that link. And then if you fill this out, and you give it back. To, if you do fill it out, always give it back to me because I can't read it without you giving it back to me. I wish I could. Um, but we would love to walk with that and talk more. Um, or you can reach out on our email or um, on one of those sites, the Facebook or the Instagram or whatever, and we'd love to talk about it more. Um, we have definitely seen through all of this what we've talked about is how the Lord is at work. And unfortunately, if the Lord is at work, then also the devil is at work to try and stop his stop his name from being proclaimed and so we've seen where the enemy has tried to intervene sometimes that is through um making this disappear you get in your car and you're like i had that where did that go mm -hmm. um definitely has gone through interacting through um technology in some way or form and so we want to help you as much as possible um to continue um into the financial giving if that is something that you feel led to do um so the, at the bottom there's also a text thing to do. Um, it's always just to help you feel comfortable um, to give. And some churches even 
have a fun that they do it through. I'm, we didn't talk about that, sorry. But no. however you want to, we would love to have those conversations of how you could be a financial partner. Um, but at least we would love, love, love if you could be an encouragement partner um, and a prayer partner. And the encouragement partner is, is to follow us on Facebook, is to follow our newsletter, and um, to give a little heart or to say something sweet in the comments because it really does mean a lot. Um, it's been really sweet in Texas. I think we've connected most with Texas churches. He is Texan, so that makes sense. But um, I don't know, with the, the, the women's group or the studies or whatever's been going on, I've been able to see faces more. And it's been really sweet to keep those connections because that's what we are. Like, this is the first time we met you, but like, you guys are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I love that. I love getting to come together and worship our true God. So anyways, um, that's how you guys could be a part of our lives. And then we would love to be a part of your lives as well. And Facebook is a big part of it, which is technology is cool. It can be yeah. cool. Yeah. Did, awesome. I, did, I do, did I hit it all? <laughs> yeah, you did great. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Ultimately, we, we can't forget that ministry costs money. It just does. And so ultimately, we want to be a support, and our church will be supporting them as they go. But if you feel led to do so, please jump in. As uh, Haley and Jacob have both said, get involved and get connected with them. And if you're thinking maybe, maybe not, Get connected with them and then just see where the Lord would lead you and go that route. And we're just proud of you guys going. It's a blessing to have you here. Um, you guys are, are you 26? Uh, I just turned 28 in May. Okay. And Haley will turn 28 in November. So. Okay, so y'all are a little, I'm old. Uh, y'all are a little older than I realized. But uh, I, I mean, Ancient what an incredible, what, <laughs> yeah, what an incredible opportunity to go. Yeah. And what an incredible thing to see his children still answering the call to go and be a blessing and, and to do the Great Commission. So thank you guys for being here. Thank and you, uh, Can we give the Volts so cool. a hand this morning? <laughs> Amen. Thank you. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We asked them to come on this specific Sunday so they could get to know you and you get to know them. We've got all the cookout. It's ready to go and ready to roll. So we would love for you guys to hang and stay and be a part of that. But I want to make sure that they have an opportunity to meet you and you have a chance to talk with them. So I'm going to say a prayer for them, for their ministry, and for the food, and then we're going to be dismissed as we go. So let's do that together right now. Would you guys stand with me right now? And let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this chance to be in your house and giving us a chance to spend some time together. I thank you so much, Lord, for the Voltzes, the way that you've been planting and cultivating seeds in their lives for years to go and do your kingdom work. And we are grateful for them being willing to answer that call and then being faithful to go. So as they go to Bulgaria, as they prepare to go to Bulgaria, may every need be met, may every door be open so that your work might be done through them. May they be a blessing and an encouragement to people and may they meet the right people that you have put in their path. And God, in all things, I pray that your blessings would rest upon them, that your face would shine upon them in everything that they do and give them peace. Thank you for the blessing of this little one and uh, just be with that entire situation as well. And God, bless the food that we're about to have as well as the time we have together. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody together said, amen. amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let's hear it for them one more time. Thank you guys. And we are going to end the way that we always do. And then you guys are going to go out there and grab some food so y'all can say it right along with me. We've just heard God's word. 
Now let's go live it. God bless you guys. Love y'all. See you guys out there in a minute. God bless you.